Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about the effects of child abandonment. And you know... When children are raised with chronic loss, without uh, the psychological or physical protection that they need and certainly deserve, uh, it's really natural for them to internalize incredible fear. And not receiving the necessary psychological or physical protection equals abandonment. And living with repeated abandonment experiences creates toxic shame. And that shame arises from the painful message implied by abandonment. You're not important. You're not of value. And this pain from which people absolutely need to heal. For instance, with physical abandonment, for some children, abandonment is primarily physical. So physical abandonment occurs when the physical conditions necessary for thriving have been replaced by like a lack of supervision, inadequate provision of nutrition and meals, inadequate clothing or housing or heat or air or shelter, also physical and sometimes sexual abuse. And so children are totally dependent on their caretakers to provide safety in their environment. And when when kids are not safe, the child grows up believing that the world is an unsafe place. And so the people are, are not to be trusted and they do not deserve positive attention or adequate care. And, and that in itself creates a life of coping, a a life of living in fear, a life of being reactive rather than responsive. You know, emotional abandonment occurs when parents don't provide the emotional conditions and the emotional environment necessary for healthy development. And, and, you know, if you want to look at it, it occurs when a child has to hide a part of who they are in order to be accepted or to be rejected. And so if you're going to hide yourself as a child, that means it's not okay to make a mistake. It's not okay to show your feelings or, or being or being told that what you feel is not true. You know, you have nothing to cry about. If you don't stop crying, I'll really give you something to cry about. You know, <laughs> that's terrible. You know, it's not okay to have your needs met. You know, everyone else needs appear to be more important than yours. That's the perception that you're teaching a child when you have emotional abandonment. Uh, and so it's not okay to have success. Accomplishes are not acknowledged and many times are discounted. You know, and then there's other acts of abandonment, like children cannot live up to the expectations of their parents or the expectations are often totally unrealistic and not age appropriate. Also, children uh, sometimes are held accountable and responsible for other people's behavior. So they may consistently be blamed for the actions and feelings of their parents who gaslight them. Or also there's disapproval towards children is aimed at their entire beings or identity rather than a particular behavior. And that, my friends, is called projecting, where a person, an adult parent or a sibling is projecting their own insecurities on their children or on their brothers. 
brother or sister or on their grandchild. You know, it's uh, you know, it, it's it's like they don't do their homework and they're never going to do be good at anything because they're not getting their homework done. You know, that's going to create a lot of negativity in that child's life and how they see themselves through your eyes. You know, many times abandonment issues are fused with distorted or confused or unidentified boundaries, like when parents do not view children as separate beings with distinct boundaries. They're just meant to be there but not to be heard. When parents expect children to be extensions of themselves or when parents are not willing to take responsibility for their own feelings, their own thoughts, their own behaviors, but expect children to take responsibility for their stuff. You know, when when parents' self-esteem is derived through their child's behavior, that also can create a, a physical problem or an emotional problem in a child. Also, children are treated as peers with no parent or child distinction where they're, we're just best friends. That's crazy. You don't want to raise your child as their best friend. That means you're not going to teach them values. You're not going to teach them good decision making. You're not going to be able to discipline in a way to help them learn uh, the lessons that are needed to carry on with their adult life. Also, abandonment combined with distorted boundaries at a time when children are developing their sense of worth is the foundation for the belief in their own inadequacy and the central cause of their shame. So abandonment experiences and boundary violations are no way indictments of a child's innate goodness and value. Instead, they reveal the flawed thinking, false beliefs, and impaired behaviors of those who hurt them or take care of them. And still, the wounds are struck deep in in their young hearts and minds because their parents are ultimately the people who are supposed to look out for their safety, their comfort, their shelter, all that stuff. And if they can't get that from their parents, how are they going to get that from anybody else in life? You know, it's very important to understand that that a child has to have what's called object constants, meaning their parents or somebody, their caretaker, somebody is always there for them. That's how they grow. When people are not safe, they tend to develop what's called an inner child. And that's a part of themselves that never really grows up. And that inner child will play out in emotional situations throughout all of their relationships in life, acting out and doing things out of insecurity. And also they have what's called anxious attachment, meaning all relationships are expected to fail. And so that is a self-fulfilling prophecy that likely will take place throughout the course of their lives. So the emotions of emotional injury need to be understood and they need to be accepted so that they can heal. And until that occurs, the pain stays with them and it becomes a driving force and a childish force throughout their adult life. You know, few things have the power to hold you back in your adult life as much as abandonment. You know, legions of people are wondering how to overcome abandonment issues all over the world. And sadly, there's different ways that parents can fail their children. And and if you think about some of the research that's out there, you know, we have to understand what can we do to help prevent it. You know, uh, uh, childhood emotional neglect, you have to recognize that children are born literally pre-wired with some very specific emotional needs. 
needs. And thanks to a lot of research out there, we know without a doubt that in order to grow and thrive as an adult, children need to feel loved and emotionally attached and safe with their family and with their parents and, and, and or caretakers. You know, the children's emotional needs are so crucial that that even well-meaning, physically present parents can inadvertently harm their kids by not responding enough to their their emotional needs. And that subtle parent failure happens far and wide all over the world, you know, and, and, and when that, that childhood emotional neglect happens and is under the radar in most emotionally neglectful homes, it nevertheless leaves lasting effects on a child, such as disconnection, a lack of fulfillment, feelings of being empty and alone, among others. You know, and also with parental abandonment, parents leave their children in many different ways for many different reasons. Whether your parent uh, left you because of divorce, death, or choice, the reason matters far less than the fact that they left you. And it's very difficult for a child's brain to absorb the enormity of abandonment. Children often suffer problems with anger or grief after the loss, and, and most children are, are have difficulty believing that it is permanent. Even if their parent has passed away. But if your parent walked away by choice, you will also likely struggle with your very natural question of why? Why did they abandon me? And, and it's important that, you know, looking at how they trust others, when your parent abandons you, they have violated your most basic human need, which is to have parents who value and enjoy you. And if one who is meant to love and care for you the most in this world leaves you, it becomes really difficult to believe that anyone and everyone who becomes important to you will not do the same. And so you may end up living your life constantly on guard for the possibility of being abandoned again, or you may have to develop a, a, an unhealthy attachment to the parent or the caretaker that's left behind. Uh, since they may be your only safe harbor now. And so it's hard to trust that your partner or friend or loved one has your best interests in mind, but this holds you back from forming rich and deep and trusting relationships when you are abandoned, especially in childhood. You know, guilt and shame, you know, all abandoned children are deeply mystified about why their parents left them. Many struggle with the fact that there is no good explanation because, uh, you know, apart from death, there's no good reason reason for a parent to leave their child. You know, in the absence of a logical explanation, the child will naturally tend to blame themselves. And this sets up another pattern of feeling really deeply responsible for their parents' choice to leave them. That abandoned child often grows up to struggle with guilt and shame. Also, how, you know, how could my parent leave me? And so the child often wonders being left by the one who brought you into the world naturally makes you wonder what is wrong wrong with you. And so the abandoned child is set up to never feel good enough. Deeply, painfully, they feel unworthy of true love and commitment. And many children grow up with parents who are physically present, but emotionally absent. And so that neglect also creates problems. Many, many, many children experience the deep trauma of, of a parent physically abandoning them. But if you've had this experience, you've probably grown up to struggle with trust, shame, and low self-worth. And even if you're physically abandoned, if you have one parent who remains present and they're attuned to you, this can greatly 
soften the impact of the other parent's abandonment. And that's the hope. You know, emotional attunement from a parent is really the, the soothing uh, balm or lotion that calms a child down who's been abandoned. And, and making a concerted effort to take care of your needs and by learning emotional management skills, you can begin the process accepting your true value as a human being if you're an adult who was abandoned as a child. You know, if your parents failed you emotionally and abandoned you, you become your own parent in your own present and you need to love yourself and attune to the parent who is attaching to you. It's never too late to begin to accept that you matter. And when you're abandoned, for instance, by a father, as children grow into adults, they often rely on their parents to help them create a new path to who they're supposed to become. And so they look to mom and dad for lessons on morality. They lean on them as to learning how to trust. And even as their independence is gained, the child-parent relationship can be crucial. So when a child's father is no longer in the picture, what can the resulting long-term effects be? Well, kids tend to internalize abandonment and may experience diminishing self-esteem as a result of parental abandonment. And so, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, estranged and abandoned by a parent, you know, children become scared of life. Even when their father's estrangement has nothing to do with them, they may convince themselves that it's resulted entirely because of something they did or did not do. And for kids who grow up feeling as though their father didn't want them, they may further convince themselves that no one else will ever want them, that they're not worthy of love, that they're, they're the, and this is a problem that creates a narrative in their life that they want to keep trying to prove that they're right. And so unfortunately, they create a lot of times in their life where they self-destruct. So children who've been abandoned by their father are more commonly likely to express a fear of abandonment in in all kinds of places in their lives as they grow. You know, for a girl in particular, this can translate into issues with commitment and trust. You know, uh, when a major figure like a father walks away early on in life, it may be hard to dissuade that child, that girl, from the belief that everyone else is going to walk away. And when children have experienced emotional distance from their fathers, they more likely struggle with intimate physical relationships in their adult life. And so it can be difficult for them to let people close or for, for those who feel they're most vulnerable when physical, giving to the level of vulnerability may sometimes feel impossible. And so it can affect their sex drive and their sex life. Instead, they may grow to put up walls in order to protect themselves from the kind of connection which can be uh, achieved through physical intimacy simply because they did not get their father's love. You know, uh, uh, being abandoned by a father can really have a lot of detrimental effects in a child's future. There's some really key components to be able to combat those long-term effects. Number one is find a good therapist. Yes, 
particularly if you're abandoned by a father, a male therapist. It can be beneficial for children who have been abandoned by their fathers. And so being able to form a solid bond with the remaining parent can also help heal, as well as having other people in your life who you can love and rely on. Now, maternal abandonment leaves children to deal with significant emotional, mental, and psychological after effects. So a mother... You know, uh, you know, may uh, physically leave the house in order to abandon their children, and it can take place uh, emotionally and physiologically. And you know, as they withdraw, either because of their own childhood issues, or from mental health issues, or from being abused, that abandonment occurs when the mother physically, emotionally, or psychologically removes himself from the kids. And they do this by ending or ignoring their responsibility to parent their children, ending their relationship with their children. And there's a huge amount of significance in that. You know, the child who's been abandoned by their mother develops low self-esteem. You know, their, their thinking is, my mom doesn't love me. She left me. So this means I'm not lovable. And they experience confusion. They ask questions about why their mother left them. And they feel guilty believing that they did something that made it uh, the mother leave them behind. And, and so, you know, the children can be fearful when they lose their mom of developing bonds with other adults like teachers or step parents or caregivers. And they believe that if they begin to love a new adult, that person will also leave them. And then they're grieving the loss of all relationships. And as they grow older, they start grieving over any hopes that they would have a happy reunion at some point with their mother. So we're going to keep talking about the abandonment by mom, but we're going to also have to talk about what the adult life is like and the manifestations in adult life that are likely to take place when a child is abandoned. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the effects of child abandonment. You know, in the most common form, and we're particularly right now, we're talking when the mom abandons. We just talked about how what happens when the father abandons, and there's a lot of similarities. I'm not trying to repeat, 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 but there are similarities. But the most common form of maternal abandonment is physical. And that's when a mother physically leaves their child behind. And that kind of abandonment is sudden, unexpected, and it causes a child to feel a shock that their mother has chosen to leave them. And they experience grief and guilt over the loss of the mother-child bond, believing that they did something that was so horrible that their mother uh, didn't want to be associated with them anymore. And another form of abandonment is psychological. And that occurs when the mother treats their children with coldness, apathy, and indifference. And sometimes this is unintentional. But if a mother's dealing with past traumas of their own, they're often not able to make themselves available to their children. And so when a mother has an emotional illness, such as a clinical depression, they are unable to meet the psychological or physical needs of their children because because they are sunk in apathy and they are unintentionally separating themselves emotionally from their child and they know they're doing that and there's also guilt and shame from the mother's perspective about that. Also, there's social effects. You know, the child who's lost their mother to abandonment experiences sadness, confusion when they hear a friend talk about their mothers. You know, it's difficult for them to see other children experience a normal life with an intact family. And as they get older, they have seemingly resigned themselves to continue uh, the absence of their mother. And they learn to explain to their friends that their mother's not a part of their life. And so, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions. Uh, uh, one thing is that all children who have abandoned by their mothers, either physically or psychologically, wonder if they did that to cause what caused them to leave. And, and, and they wonder what they did wrong. And they also wonder if they're lovable. You know, if mother goes on to have additional children, they have to ask themselves, why, why doesn't she want to raise me? You know, some children who've experienced maternal abandonment will come to the mistaken conclusion that they're better off protecting themselves from any more hurt. So they also decide that it's better to do abandoning others than to go through the pain of being abandoned again. And so, you know, looking at this, there's huge psychological gaps of immaturity and, and, and major uh, decision-making emotionally uh, in order to protect yourself. And that because once again, you begin to feel that your life is not safe. So coping with life becomes the main ingredient rather than taking leaps of faith, taking chances, taking bold moves, making big decisions, trusting Having faith in another person in your life, that all gets to be diminished because of abandonment in childhood. 
And there's a lot of dysfunctional families and parents. They come, they come in many styles and they carry out a whole bunch of different dynamics. But one of the most damaging styles or dynamic one is where a child uh, – that you are abandoned or you lived in fear of abandonment. And this can be actual physical abandonment or emotional. So threats of abandonment are damaging also. They're also common in these dysfunctional families. You, you, know, may, you may have lived in fear fear of being abandoned if you did not please your parent or your caretaker. I remember as a child, uh, I upset my mother and what she would do is drive by the orphanage in our community and let me know that I could be living there. And so that in itself stuck with me and is still stuck with me. I don't know how much anxiety that that created, but uh, it certainly did create enormous amount of fear of losing my parent and having to live on my own as a child. You know, this fear often manifests itself as depression as an adult. So you feel helpless to control the impending abandonment. You may have suffered stomach aches or headaches as a child, signs of anxiety. You may have known the threats were real or if your parents were using the threats as a disciplinary technique. But as a child, you really shouldn't have to think about that. You ideally would be in a safe, nurturing environment where your behavior was corrected and constructive. You know, this parenting dynamic can be carried out by one or both. When parents fight with each other or, or, or one then threatens to leave all the time, it creates fear and uncertainty within the children. That's who's getting the damage. You know, when a parent storms out of the house in anger and you wonder if they're ever going to come back. That's traumatizing. You know, if, if you're adopted or, or, or come from a step family or a divorced family where one of your parents did not hold the contract or contact with you or care for you after leaving you, you may have uh, uh, suffered uh, all kinds of attachment problems, you know, have difficulties that have to do with abandonment. So you're always feeling alone and insecure in your life. And you may have been blamed yourself for the parent not sticking around. If you feel you had been better, uh, if your parent had stayed there, maybe, maybe not. You know, if they're an alcoholic or a drug addict, maybe it's better that they do abandon. You know, even if death of a parent can trigger a whole lot of symptoms, you know, or a loss of a parent who's hospitalized for long periods, even though the situation is not deliberate, you know, it may have to feel like you're abandoned and you may actually go through grieving process and grieving process can take up to three years. But in the first six months is when it's in its most acute phase. And so that in itself creates a lot of problems developmentally in a child's life when their parent abandons them. You know, to make a child go through grieving can be really harsh, really harsh and very hard on them. And it does affect their life. You know, if if you grew up abandoned or emotionally abandoned or physically abandoned, that can fuel very subtle things. You know, it can fuel a lot of issues. You know, uh, here's some examples of statements that uh, dysfunctional households actually use. These parents will, will say, you know, I'm going to call the orphanage and give you away if you don't behave. Or I'm going to call the snake farm and see if they're hungry. Or I don't care what you do. I give up on you. Do you want me to stop this car and pull you out? 
you know, you can all stay here and I'm leaving, you know, fend for yourselves. That that kind of statement is going to stick with the child. And here's the problem. There's a lot of emotional things in, in adult life that come from that. Abusive relationships because we have – now you've got a child who's likely got – uh, low self-esteem and loyalty issues um, where they want to be loyal. They'll always be loyal. So that makes them codependent. And that also makes them a target for a narcissist who's or a borderline who's always looking for somebody like that. Also, personality disorders like the borderline personality uh, disorder or the narcissistic personality disorder comes out of that. Also, anxiety in life, a chaotic lifestyle can take place. Um, compulsive behaviors, depression, you know, desperate relationships and relationships that happen way too fast and they just come together and all of a sudden they're attached at the hip. Those create big problems in people's lives. You know, disturbances of mood because they can't self-regulate because they had to self-regulate when they were a child, learn how to self-regulate, but they couldn't. And so they didn't learn that in their child in their childhood life. You know, jealousy, possessiveness can also be an issue. Lack of confidence and self-esteem can also be an issue when a child's been abandoned. You know, they usually have a lot of difficulty self-soothing. Um, they also have a lot of pe uh, people-pleasing behaviors that can happen. Um, promiscuity issues, relationship problems. But the biggest one is trust. You know, you can love people and not trust them. But when you trust people, the love grows and grows and grows. And so that's the binder of all relationships. But these folks who've been abandoned emotionally or physically have trouble in their adult life trusting. That means they have trouble having relationships. You know, and, and if any of these describe you, and it doesn't mean they're stuck in this for the whole life. What it means is this is where they have to evolve from. And they can evolve and they can change and there is hope and therapy can play a big role in helping uh, uh, you parent your own inner child who is hurt because they were abandoned. You know, but the other ingredients in adult life is you, you feel bad about yourself or, or, you, or uh, you know, you, you may feel like you don't fit in in life. And that sad part is, you know, given your experiences, how your brain dealt with it, you know, and it's the way anyone would feel when they're abandoned. It does not mean something is wrong with you. It means something was wrong with your caregivers, caretaking abilities, and it created emotional distress for you. You know, if your brain developed coping mechanisms designed to protect you, it developed distrust and uh, people so you can't be hurt again. It developed anxiety to be watchful for, for, for the same reasons like fear of anything. You know, it, it probably told you to develop strategies for hanging on to people so you wouldn't be left alone, even if they're unhealthy. Or even uh, strategies uh, might not be great for you in the long run. Remember, underlying powerful emotional driving de drives development of fear. And so fear can make us do really silly things, you know, really hard to explain impulsive decisions. And so, you know, when you're living your life 
in a uh, emotional turmoil, making emotional decisions, it's likely that you're not confident in your own decision making. And it's likely that you wobble every time you make a decision. You may actually be indecisive because you just don't know where you fit in in life. And so you feel rejected. Uh, confrontation is is dangerous. Uh, you know, there's a lot of blaming and punishing. Uh, there's a, a mixed feelings for the parents. Um, there's just all kinds of things that comes out of this. And so we don't understand in life oftentimes how much our childhood has to do with who we are today and how our decisions are made today. You know, children are entirely dependent on parents and caregivers for their safety. And when they fail to offer support or meet the child's needs emotionally and physically, basically they've abandoned their kid. And so when parents abandon, their kids grow up feeling unsafe in the world. And so if you can imagine what that would look like in a person and how that manifests in a person, you can understand how they're coping with life and you can understand how to try to help them. You know, uh, once again, there's narcissistic abuse like gaslighting, which will drive a kid crazy because the parent is blaming the child for the things the parent does. And so they are always making the kid feel like they're crazy. And the parent doesn't take any accountability for their own behavior. So that in itself is a crazy maker. Children don't know what to do with that. You know, it's just really important for us to understand if you're going to, you know, decide to have children, there's two types of parents. There's breeding stock, and there's a lot of breeding stock out there. Look at foster care and adoption, drugs, look at the homeless on the streets. There's a lot of breeding stock out there. And then there's parents, okay? And some of it is just in between, a lot of mediocre you know, to be a parent is a real commitment and you got to step into it and it's got to be, I'm going to be the parent. I will be your parent, not I'll try to be your parent. It's I will be your parent and I will take care of you and you're going to be safe in this life. That's what you owe your children. That's what you owe them. And, and you got to step into that. Not this try crap, not this half halfway stuff. You're developing another child, a child who's going to live a life and reflect on you as their parent. And then they have to go into life having you as their role model. And that in itself is a wrecking ball if you abandon your children. You know, for other children, abandonment takes the form of the emotional neglect. And that's what we've talked about. That means that they're, they're rejected. They're never good enough. They're damaged. They're, they're, they're stupid. They make mistakes. This is where a parent is always going to be hypercritical rather than uh, grateful and, and learning that children actually need to hear what they're good at. They need praise. They need to know that they're a good person. They need you continuously reflect on how they are as a person, as an individual, in their skill sets. That's what children are attracted to. That's what they really need from parents is what they're grateful for in their children. You know, fear of abandonment is not a mental illness, but rather a form of anxiety that can really affect and manifest 
mental illness later in life. And adults experiencing abandonment issues often experience problems in their relationships because they're fear that the other person's going to leave them. So it's vital to recognize the signs of abandonment. You know, the, the person's going to fear uh, likely giving too much in a relationship. They push people away and test them and test them and test them and test them to avoid rejection. Um, they're often pleasers. They experience codependency, which narcissists and, and borderlines love these kind of people. They love to find uh, people that have been abandoned because they've been abandoned. And so what they do is they make that person live their life for the narcissist, for the borderline. And they take up all of the space. You know, and then a lot of times they have uh, insecure, intimate relationships and friendships, and they require a lot of reassurances that they're loved more than most people want to give. Oftentimes they feel the need to control other people, and so they jump. And they, uh, oftentimes they jump from one relationship to another to another, and and then they sabotage those relationships because they want to test that partner to see if they're going to stay with them, and so they'll test them and test them and test them until the person is sick of being tested. There's other symptoms that survivors of abandonment carry into adult life. Worry, constant panic, fear of being alone, isolation, frequent uh, physical illness is called it somatic symptoms. They also carry oftentimes a low self-esteem. Also addiction, any kind of addiction, whether it's drugs or alcohol, can be a major issue in their life. Self-harm, you know, uh, disordered eating, you know, knowing the signs and symptoms can help you fight abandonment. But people who have experienced abandonment might more be likely to have long-term mental health disorders and often feel, uh, often based on the fear of abandonment will happen again in their adult relationships. So then they have what are called mood swings and anger issues later that can result in depression. Because if you're going to make your brain worried and anxious all the time and sad, what's going to happen is your brain's going to stop producing the dopamine and serotonin that we need and so it goes down to filling up the amygdala which is great the amygdala is your emotional center of your brain so it has all these super highways but the prefrontal cortex isn't getting the dopamine and serotonin you need because over a long period of life feeling abandoned having low self-esteem making emotional choices that all can come with it and manifest depression all right we're going to take another break and then we're going to come back Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley 
as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the um, effects of childhood abandonment. And, you know, for someone who lacks self-esteem due to childhood abandonment, the, the, the fear of being abandoned, again, becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy as their clinginess and other negative behaviors tend to push away potential partners and friends. And there's other long-term consequences that affect future generations for those who experience childhood abandonment. For instance, there's been a study uh, in, in the uh, uh, biological psychiatry, cognitive neuroscience, and neuroimaging uh, found that the offspring of the abandoned and neglected uh, inherit brain abnormalities from their mothers, and it shows up uh, functionally and dysfunctionally and disconnectedly between the amygdala, which is your emotional center of your brain, and the medial prefrontal regions, which is your executive thinking. And this happens shortly after birth. You know, the treatment of abandonment issues focuses mainly on establishing healthy emotional boundaries and building a whole lot of new responses and getting rid of some of these old thought patterns that come from fear. You know, life is faith-based. A rich life where you live experientially in your life, meaning you go through lots of experiences, calls for a lot of failure. A lot of bad things do happen, but a lot of great things happen from that too. So when we make faith-based decisions instead of fear-based decisions, we are contradicting abandonment and we're allowing ourselves to attach to life. That is important. That's extremely important. You know, I know therapy is not there for everybody, but seeking out a mental health professional can help people, especially uh, the people that have been living a life where they're a wrecking ball because they were abandoned as children. And they can learn to overcome fears uh, of being abandoned again and develop healthy, good, strong, connected relationships with their partners, with their children. You know, self-care includes making sure that if you are a survivor of being abandoned, 
that you need to form relationships and relationships allowing yourself to trust other people. And that doesn't mean you have to trust them right away. What it means is you allow yourself to have faith in them, that they are who they say they are. And when you get to trust, you get to trust. But having faith in people is giving them the opportunity and the chance to be in a deeper part of you and a relationship with a deeper part of you. If you love someone who's who has abandonment issues, there are ways you can support them while they heal. Number one is you always, and it can be a lot of work, but you always wanna validate their fears. And this means that you should acknowledge their feelings of being abandoned without judgment. And this move is vital to maintaining open communication. So, for instance, if a child's been abandoned for 18 years of their childhood or even 10 years or five years or one year, it's probably going to take 18 years to get them uh, away from fear and more into understanding that they're safe in their life. You know, to undo the damage can sometimes take as long as it took to get the damage. So, you know, validating their fears doesn't mean you're agreeing with them, but instead you're just supporting their feelings to further build on trust and compassion. In a relationship, in any relationship, where people meet is in meaning, how they feel. It's not logical. Relationships are built on emotional connections. And so it's very important for us to validate people's emotions rather than try to be right or wrong. It's never a good idea to have a right or wrong discussion unless you've validated emotions. And then you can go logic to logic. You know, you also, to listen to people's emotions, here's some ways to do it. Just be active. Repeat back what they're saying. I understand. Okay, so what you're telling me is this. Reflect and summarize their feelings verbally without judgment. You know, become a, you know, if you want to be a mind reader and listen to what they say to help them identify their emotions, well, that's fine. Maybe by them expressing their emotions, that's all they need. Don't try to solve the problem. Don't be a mind, you know, don't be somebody that's trying to fill in the gaps for them. Just listen. That's all you have to do. You also, if you understand their history, you can openly state that you understand when circumstances trigger their past history of abandonment. Also, you want to normalize their fears by acknowledging the fact that others with their history have fears of abandonment and their feelings are understandable. And also, you know, be genuine. You know, validate your loved one. Share your loved one's fears as your own. You know, if, if the treatment of abandonment and anxiety can be very successful, but it really requires a commitment and self-care. And it also requires other people who surround that person with good, positive uh, uh, reflection on their feelings. This can help them become whole. You know, treatment can teach new ways of thinking and coping. You know, and, and, and the debilitating power of abandonment in childhood can be overwhelming, but it also can be fixed. But you've got to face it. You know, a friend, and this is from Albert Hubbard, but, uh, you know, a friend is someone who knows all about you and still loves you. You know, being deeply loved by someone gives you strength, while loving someone deeply gives you courage. And and that's by Lao, Lao Tzu. You know, experiencing emotional abandonment in childhood can make us feel anxious, um, ashamed, inadequate, 
you know, and they follow. They follow into our adult life. And, and sadly, you know, we have to understand that children rely on their parents or their caretakers to meet their physical and emotional needs. And because young children are completely dependent on their parents, abandonment has a profound effect on them. And so, phys- you know, we talked about physical and emotional abandonment, but you have to understand, you know, the physical needs and the emotional needs of a child are critical Critical. If you want that child to walk and talk and socialize, do well in school, have a good life, feel safe, make friends, have memories, to have activities in their life, seek other people, enjoy relationships with their teachers, enjoy relationships with their friends. If you want all that to happen, then you've got to provide safety, emotional and physical. That's your job as a parent. You know, and it's possible that your parents provided for all your physical needs. You know, maybe you had a warm place to live, food, clothing, medicine. And uh, and the other part of it is maybe they just didn't meet your emotional needs. And that's when people have what's called a low EQ. That's their uh, emotional quotient. That's their emotional intelligence. And so when people have that, they use anger and they use uh, uh, rage and they use all kinds of negative emotions, which also represent – Uh, The real emotion, which may be frustration, hunger, despair, uh, fear of abandonment, you know, some kind of fear. So they release, they come back with anger, 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 anger. And that's the only emotion that they can express. And it's like a baby when they're crying. You know, the baby cries for many reasons. Maybe they're hungry. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they're bored. Whatever it is. And you've got to interpret that, that, uh, that cry. Well, it's the same thing with adults who have a low uh, emotional IQ, and that's that they tend to use rage as their only emotion, and that just uh, is supposed to register for everything else. Well, people aren't mind readers, and that can make that person very hard to be linked to, hard to be in a relationship with, hard to trust emotionally, and that in itself is a wrecking ball through life. And unfortunately, Oftentimes, a lack of emotional intelligence results from childhood abandonment. You know, it also happens when parents have unrealistic expectations for their children. And by the way, expectations are depression. So if you're going to live your life with lots of expectations of other people, you're going to be depressed because – People are not going to meet your expectations, especially your children. They're not always going to meet your expectations. And if what are you trying to teach them? To be perfect for you? That's not cool. You know, expectations need to move aside in a family and be turned into I prefer. I you know, I prefer. I prefer you behave like this. I prefer you did your chores. I prefer you did your homework. You know, I prefer. But if it's an I expect, that means there's going to be an emotional response. And once again, that is the ingredient that creates depression. So we have to be very, very, very careful with that. 
You know, um, abandonment is loss. And when it happens repeatedly, it is traumatic. You know, it's extremely painful experience for kids because they don't understand. They just feel rejected. You know, and they depend on their parents. So it's a parent's job to take care of their children. But children can't possibly understand why their parents don't act in loving ways towards them. You know, their limited reasonings lead them to conclude that they're the reason for their parents' rejection. They aren't worthy of their parents' love. They're not even good enough. And their parents would notice them or listen to them or care about them. You know, how children cope with feelings of shame and inadequacy result from abandonment. You know, th th how does that happen? Well, children internalize their experience as shame and, and the belief that they're wrong, that they're not worthy of protection or love or attention. So they learn to suppress their feelings and their needs and their interests and parts of their personalities in order to feel acceptable. And some kids become people pleasers and perfectionists, you know, afraid to speak up for fear of displeasing. Or, or, uh, or being a nuisance or chasing accomplishments as a way to get recognition and never getting it. You know, having trophies and stuff to show that you're worthy. You know, many of them become depressed and anxious and they act out their pain by hurting themselves or other people, breaking rules, numbing their feelings with drugs or alcohol. You know, it's all of this is just a train wreck in their adult life. And so, you know, how can you heal? You want to rewire your thinking in order to heal from the feelings of shame and unworthiness. And we need to correct false beliefs. We need to continue to believe and define ourselves. And that means making decisions. And that's what character is about. Character is about making decisions. That's how we build who we are. If we make choices, we can always change our mind. But the bottom line is that begins to define us and that tells other people how to love us based on our decisions. You know, childhood abandonment is not your fault. And, and maybe your parents weren't able to understand or attend. Maybe, maybe they were just breeding stock. We don't know. You know, but you can reparent yourself. You can reparent yourself by deciding what emotions are fitting me and what are not fitting me. What emotions in my life are working and what are not working. Maybe it's rage. Here's rage. Rage is created by either disrespect or fear. Disrespect means you don't have a voice. Fear means you're not safe. When you're abandoned, you feel both. I don't have a voice and I'm not safe. And so rage will carry into your life, whether it's passive aggressive rage or real rage. But it will be there and it's something that you have to deal with because you have been disrespected and you haven't had a voice and you did have fear in your childhood. And that's the deal with abandonment. It goes to the core of us as a person. And now children who don't have the skills have to form skills to cope with these emotions and these feelings. You know, uh, if you look to reinforce the belief that you're a good person, you're a smart person, and you start to like who you are and you like your choices, and you surround yourself with people who are positive and care, they can be the surrogates to help you learn how to have that bridge to trust. 
you know, and you want to validate your needs. If you have the need to have physical touch, if you have the need uh, to, and we're talking about love languages here, to, to get gifts, or do you have need to be validated and told, you know, praised and told what a good person you are? Those are emotional needs, and we all come hardwired with one or more of those love languages, you know, spending time together. That, that's huge or doing acts of service that's huge because that's a part of who you are it's emotional it's not logical and it needs to be accepted by your partner in your relationships and you need to enforce that to make them understand how to love you loving yourself means saying no to things that hurt you and that's very important in your life and, and, and if emotional abandonment leaves you with the idea that you're unlovable, the way you start to heal is saying yes to things that are good for you. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening. I love hearing from you. And, and you can do that at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now, remember, you know you're a borderline when you fear abandonment and then you encourage it. Also, art is never finished only abandoned. That's Leonardo da Vinci. Also, wouldn't it be nice for your parents to accept you saying, I did it without you? To come back and tell your parent, I did it without you, would be one of the most powerful things a person could do in their life. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 